This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Every month in our LJS Inner Circle membership, we do something called the Monthly Jazz Mastermind. And this is an opportunity for all the members to get on a live Q&A call with me to ask any music or jazz-related questions. It's a lot of fun. And we had a great question that came up. And the question was, as a trumpet player, which scales and chords are considered to be a must-know before going on to others? And the first way I answer this particular member was that it doesn't matter if you're a trumpet player, a guitar player, a bass player, a saxophone player, whatever instrument you play, when it comes to jazz, there's really only a few scales and really only a few chords that you need to know before going on and exploring more in-depth things. And in fact, I had the audacity to suggest that this particular musician only needs to know one scale. So... Let's dig into that in this episode. Let's discover this. Let's break things down, make things simpler, and let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Man, am I stoked for today's episode. I like it when I get these sorts of questions that revolve around what do I need to do first? Because oftentimes we love to just go and get right in the weeds and talk about complex, diminished theory and all these things that actually scare a lot of people away from jazz. And my goal for today is to help serve you by making it simpler. Like, what scales do I really need to know in order to play jazz? What chords do I need to know? And don't tell me all of them, right? We don't need to know all of them, especially when we're just starting out. And in fact, of course, learning jazz is very much so an orally learned music. You don't always really actually have to dig so deep into the theory. But having some theory like scales and, of course, making sure you know the basic chords and how they function is really important to becoming a great jazz improviser. So excited to dive right into that. But hey, after you're done this episode, you're definitely going to have some things to practice and you want to be able to practice efficiently. And that's where today's sponsor comes in. Modacity. No shame. You just want to track your mastery so that you know when you get to five stars that you don't need to practice it so much. That's Mark Gelfo, the founder and CEO of Modacity, who's been on our podcast a few times, most recently in our episode 267, describing his company's deliberate practice app, Modacity. Modacity is a huge help for anybody that wants to be more organized and focused when they sit down to practice. Modacity has been described as a Swiss army knife for musicians. Here's Mark on some of the features. Overview, goal setting, goal tracking. It's got guided deliberate practice, which allows you to self-record, listen back, reflect on how you're doing, and scientifically test strategies to make validated progress day in, day out. Automatically log that to your practice journal, plus automatically log your time. 
Put simply, you're probably not practicing as effectively as you can if you're not using Modacity. Get started today by visiting modacity.co forward slash jazz for our special discount. That's all lowercase modacity.co forward slash jazz or click the link in our show notes. Thanks, Modacity, for sponsoring this episode. And now let's go on to talking about the most important scales and chords you need to start with when it comes to playing jazz music. Okay, first things first, I always like to start a scales uh, episode with a little disclaimer that, you know, scales in the wrong hands uh, are just scales. They're just notes played in a linear fashion. And the thing about jazz and music in general is we're improvising over chord progressions and we're trying to play melodies. So scales can be helpful for helping us get what I call pitch collections you know, different notes that we can use to play over chords and chord progressions, but they're not necessarily going to create music in and of themselves just by knowing them. So whether that's second nature, you know, common knowledge for you or not, I wanted to just say that up front. Um, But let's get right into it. So uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I had the audacity to say that there's really only one scale you need to worry about when you're just starting out or you just, if, if you're looking for the basic bared down version of getting started with improvising and jazz and it's not the altered scale and it's not the melodic minor scale and it's not the whole half diminished or the half whole diminished and it's not you know a bunch of other fancy scales that you could possibly play it's the simple basic major scale the one we all know and love right? The major scale. Now, before you turn off this episode and go, all right, Brent, I didn't need to listen to, you know, four minutes of this episode to find out that you just need to know how to play the major scale. Hold on for one second. There's a lot more context that we need to bring into this uh, choice of just one scale before we even think about any other scales. And that is because this scale has a secret. It has a secret that there is a lot of things we can do with this scale in order to bring it to life, okay? So hold on for one second and we'll start talking about that because also I mentioned in my disclaimer that when we're learning to improvise with jazz, we need context. A scale just by itself, even just applied over one chord, doesn't mean much, but we need context to make scales musical to start using them appropriately as tools. So of course, if you don't know your major scale, then you need to start there. Now, the next thing to do is make sure you know how to play it in more than one key. I just played it in C, but you can play it in all 12 keys and you need to be able to play it in all 12 keys. Uh, For example, I like to go around the cycle of force or the circle of force when I practice in all 12 keys. So the next one be F major, right? Then we have B flat and then E flat and A flat. D flat, then G, and then B, and then E, and then A, and then D, and then G. So those are all the keys in the cycle of four. So if you don't know how to play your major scale in all 12 keys, I mean, that's obviously the very first place. Because if you don't know how to play the tool in all the different 12 uh, tonal centers that we have in Western music here that we use in jazz, then, you know, obviously you're going to be very limited in using this tool. So start there. Okay, but to talk about the full function of this very simple, basic scale, we need to start talking about the chords, because also we need to know what are the basic chords that we need to know how to play 
in jazz. And the good thing to help us figure that out, we actually can use the major scale in order to do that. Okay, so the, I'm just going to use C major, for example. We have C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Okay, those are the notes. And then you can go down to the octave, uh, up to the octave as well. But just seven notes in the scale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, then we're back at C again. What we can do here is we can harmonize this scale with adding notes by stacking what we call thirds on top. So, for example, what is a third up from C, the first note? Okay, so an interval of a third is easily figured out by just walking up the scale. So C, D, E. Okay, so E is the third. One, two, three. Okay, so we add that third on top. And all of a sudden, we're starting to form a chord. It's only two notes, but we're getting there. Okay, so now let's stack a fifth on top. All right, so how do we figure out what a fifth is? Well, we can just start with C, C, D, E, F, G. That's five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so now we have the root and the third and the fifth. Okay, the root, the third, the fifth. Okay, this is what we call a triad. Triad because there's only three notes in it. Root, third, fifth. Any triad is just three, the root, the third, and the fifth. Now, depending on the quality, it's changed. We'll talk about qualities in just one second, okay? But uh, the next thing we need to do is we need to realize that in jazz, triads are not the basic chords that we use. So while triads is a great place to start with for you know playing other kinds of music and, and learning your instrument, we're talking about jazz here. And pretty much by default, unless it is specifically in a composition that it should be a triad, we're almost always playing what we call seventh chords. Okay, seventh chords. And the simple thing about the seventh chord is it's basically a triad with a seventh stacked on top. Okay, so a seventh stacked on top. So now we need to figure out what is the interval of a seventh. Okay, well, easy. We can do that, right? We can go C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Okay, that's the last note of the scale. So B, that's our major seventh, right? Because we're playing a major seventh chord right now based off of the major scale, right? Okay, so we need to add a B now. So now we have the third on stacked on top of that root, right? Now we have the fifth and finally that seventh, right? So, and that's a C major seventh chord. So right off the bat, we know that we need to know how to play a C major seventh chord. And we built that simply by using that C major scale and finding the root, which is C, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. Now we know how to play a C major seventh chord. And like I mentioned, major seventh chords and seventh chords in general, those are the basic default chords that we use in the style of jazz, okay? So now we know that, but here's the deal. We have something interesting that we're about to do here. And that is, we're going to go ahead and harmonize each note of the scale of C with the seventh chord, okay? Harmonize each note, okay? So just like we did with the root of C and we stacked thirds, fifths, and sevenths on top to create a C major seventh chord, what I want to do now is I want to go up to the next note in the scale, the next note in the scale, okay? That is D. Now, 
Here's where the scale, the major scale gets interesting and we can start opening up possibilities here to where essentially you're playing one scale, but also a different one at the same time. Let me explain myself. There's something we call the modes. Now, you may have heard of the modes before, uh, and if this is review for you, that's fine too, but the modes is often something that scares people, especially those that aren't very music theory savvy. The modes of the major scale, what does that even mean? And then they get even more scared when they hear the names of the modes. So that, okay, we have the Ionian mode, we have the Dorian mode, the Phrygian mode, the Lydian mode, the Mixolydian mode, the Aeolian mode, the Locrian mode. And, you know, you think to yourself, I don't even know if I can memorize those names. And it, they all sound kind of intimidating, um, but they are not intimidating at all. Uh, so the Ionian mode is the, just the C major scale, the, the, the starting on the root of the scale. Okay. That is the Ionian mode. You can just think of it as the basic parent major scale that we're dealing with here. Um, but when we start on the second note of the scale, which remember, this is C and this is D. D is the second note. Do, re, right? Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. If you resonate with solfege. Um, if we start on the D and we walk up the scale... And we end on the D, okay? So we're starting on the D and ending on the D. Now we're playing what's called the Dorian mode. That's the second mode of the major scale. But here's the thing. All you're doing is you're walking up the C major scale, but starting on the second note. The second note is D. That means we're playing a D Dorian scale, right? And when I hear Dorian, I just, all I think about in my head is, well, what is D, the second note of in a major scale? And if you work backwards, it's C, which is why it's important to know how to play your major scales in all 12 keys and be aware of what those notes actually are. Okay. So now we have the Dorian scale. And now, like I mentioned, I want to do the exact same thing as we did with the Ionian mode, the major scale. We harmonized uh, that's the uh, first note, the C, with a chord to make a C major seventh chord. Well, now let's move up to the D and we have our Dorian mode, right? But what I want to do now is do the exact same thing. I want to create a chord based off of those notes. So the first note is D. So we know that's the first note. Now, what's the third? So let's walk up the scale. One, two, three. So D to E to F. Okay, so we know that F is our third. Okay, now this happens to be a minor third if we're relating it to the D note. Now, a minor third, what does that mean? It means that the third is flatted. So in a major chord, it's just a root and a third. But now we have a root in a flat three. And I'm just walking up the Dorian mode to figure that out. Okay? So pretty simple so far, but automatically we can start drawing some conclusions here. If we ever have a flat three in a chord, we know that it's going to be a minor chord. Okay? And this will continue to make sense in a second, all right? So that's the third. Now let's get to the fifth. So third, fourth, Fifth, that note is A. Okay, so now we have. Okay, 
And that is our triad. So we have a D minor triad right now. The root, the flat three, and the fifth. Okay, now we also know that we need to put a seventh in there. So let's walk up. Three, four, five, six, seven, which is C. Now, this seven, though, it's a flat seven. It's a flat seven. When we relate it to D, we see that it is a flat seven. Okay, so in other words, in this chord, we have a root, a flat three, a five, and a flat seven. Now, what this means here is this means that we have a minor seventh chord. So if we harmonize the Dorian mode, we get a minor seventh chord. So now we have our C major. That's the first note of the scale, C. Then we go to D. This is the D Dorian. And we harmonize that. We have a minor seventh chord. Okay. So now we already know, now we know two chords that are important in jazz. The major seventh chord and the minor seventh chord. And hint, there's only five of them. Okay, so we'll get to them. And you probably know them already, but keep sticking with me here just in case you do know them. And this will hopefully help you see them in a different light here. Okay, so we have our C major. We have our D minor. Now, what's the next note in the scale? It's E. Okay, so now we have an E Phrygian. An E Phrygian. Now, again, let's make this not scary here. An E Phrygian, all it really is, is we're starting and ending a C major scale starting on the third note of the scale, right? So the third note of a C major scale is E, all right? So all we're gonna do is walk up the scale and end on the third note of the scale, which is E, so. Okay, that is a Phrygian, a Phrygian scale, a Phrygian mode, right? But again, it's just C major. So when I think about Phrygian, I'm always thinking, all right, well, what note is this the third of what which major scale? Okay, so E, well, it's the third of a C major scale. Again, why you need to know your major scales in all 12 keys and know what the notes are. Okay, so now we can do the exact same thing. Now, let's walk through this one, and I may expedite a few of these here. But now we've got the root, which is E, and we have the third, one, two, three, okay? It's a minor third again. Okay, so already I know this is gonna be another minor seventh chord. Okay, so let's walk up to the fifth. So one, two, three, four, five. That's a B natural right there. Okay, so we have, again, a minor triad. Just a minor triad. Now let's walk up to the seventh. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, this is a D. And this is also a flat seven. So what we have here is just, if we harmonize a Phrygian mode, it's a minor seventh chord. Okay, pretty interesting, right? So now I know that we have this E minor seventh, and you can play the Phrygian mode, but it's just the C major scale. Okay? Making sense? So we got C major seventh, we got D minor seventh, we got E, uh, e minor seventh. So we haven't learned any new chords yet. Remember I said there's five and we only got two down. Well, let's go up to the next uh, scale tone, which is uh, going to be F, right? If we go C, D, E, F, that's the fourth. So now we're working on the fourth mode of the major scale. And again, we're just starting on the fourth 
and ending on the fourth. So I'm going to take this down an octave. Um, so it sits better on my guitar here. But all I'm going to do is start on the F and end on the F. Start on the fourth, end on the fourth. That is a Lydian mode. We call the fourth mode of the of the major scale a Lydian mode. Again, it's a scary sounding name, but it just means start and end the major scale on a four. So again, I'm thinking to myself when I'm thinking, well, F Lydian. So what major scale am I playing? So what's F the fourth of? It's the fourth of the C major scale. Okay. Now, if we go ahead and we harmonize this, I'm not going to bring you through the entire step process we've been going through because I think you get the idea now of how this works. But if we go ahead and and, and go through that, that, that Lydian mode and we put the root and the third and the fifth and the seventh on there, we end up with a major seventh chord, okay? So we have an F major seventh chord. So we're not learning a new major, uh, a new chord yet. We know we have the C major seventh, and the D minor seventh, and the E minor seventh, and the F major seventh. Okay. So just two chords we're dealing with still, but we're harmonizing this major scale. And there's more to be said about this too. Like wait till the end when I'm done explaining this part, because this is going to help you with your improvising by understanding how these are harmonized. Okay, so now let's move up to the next mode. We did the F. We're moving up the scale, the C major scale, and now we're on G. Okay, G is the fifth, the fifth mode of the major scale. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, let's let's walk through this one actually, because this is uh, you know just a spoiler alert here. This is going to be our third chord that we're going to learn that is the most basic that you need to know for jazz. So. Let's walk through this. Again, it's the same concept here, starting on the fifth, ending on the fifth, and that's going to give us what we want. So, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, okay? this mixolydian so this is the g mixolydian the fifth mode of the major scale starting and ending the scale on the fifth tone so we're just playing a c major scale but starting and ending on the fifth okay so now if we harmonize this let's go through it so we have a root now let's walk up the scale to the third okay the third is a b Okay, now this is a major third. That's great. So now we know that we're dealing with some sort of major chord now, all right? Some sort of, it's not a minor third, it's a major third. Okay, so now let's go to the fifth. Okay. So we got now have a major triad. So maybe it's going to be another major seventh chord, uh, but, you know, again, spoiler alert, it's not. So now let's go to the seventh. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Interesting. It's a flat seven. It's a flat seven. So this is what we call a dominant seventh chord. Now, these are riddled in the blues, riddled in rock music and pop music, and certainly used a lot in jazz. In fact, used probably more than any other style of music. Uh, you know, I guess sub the blues, right? So we have now a G7 chord, just a G7, you know, it would be written G7, or we call it a dominant seventh chord. So a G dominant seventh chord. 
And the five chord, when I say the five chord, I mean it's the fifth tone of the scale, right? So it's the five chord. We'll talk more about that in a second. Is always a dominant seventh. It's the most important movement in all of music is if we went from five to one, right? You probably heard this before. Five, one. Tension and resolution. The five, one most important chord progression in all of music, hands down. And that's where that comes from. Okay. So now we know the mixolydian mode. Uh, again, still the C major scale. So now we have C major 7, D minor 7, E minor 7, F major 7th, G dominant 7th. Okay, we only have two more to go. Uh, the next one is, if we go up, it's the 6th scale tone, and that is A. That is A. Now, if we go ahead and play the C major scale starting and ending on the A, it sounds like this. Okay, so now this one is called A Aeolian, A Aeolian, the sixth mode of the major scale. Um, however, you might have been thinking to yourself when I first told you that you need to know the major scale, you probably thought, well, Brent, what about the natural minor scale or any of those kinds of scales? Well, first of all, we already covered two kinds of minor scales, essentially. That's the Dorian and that's the uh, Phrygian. Those are minor based scales. But this one the Aeolian is also known as the natural minor scale. So this is interesting. If I play a C major scale, and if I figure out what the sixth tone of that scale is, then I know what the natural minor scale that is essentially the exact same as the C major scale. We call these relative keys. Okay, so this is all theory term for you, relative keys. That means that... The notes in C major, the key of C major, are the same as the notes in the key of A minor. Ooh, this is really helpful harmonic information. I want you to really log this into your brain. If you know what the major key is, then you know what the minor associated key is. That's A minor. So again, you could do this in all 12 keys. Figure out what the sixth tone is of each one. And this happens all the time in jazz, going to what we call the relative minor key. It certainly happens in tunes like Autumn Leaves and many other tunes. So this would be a good thing for you to do and figure out is in all 12 keys, what is the major key center and what is the relative minor or the minor key center and what is the relative major? It goes both ways. If you have an A minor and an A minor scale, you're just playing a C major scale. That's all you're doing. Okay, so interesting stuff, right? Now, I'll, we'll skip the whole, you know, harmonizing this because we're going to try to expedite this a bit more. But, uh, you know, the result is we're going to end with an A minor seventh chord, as you, as you probably have gathered by now. So if we harmonize it, an A minor seventh chord. So we're not learning a new chord here. So we have C major seventh. We have D minor seventh. We have E minor seventh. We have F major seventh. We have G dominant seventh. We have A minor seventh. Okay. So we still only know three of the five most important chords. But now we're going to go ahead and harmonize the very last one, the seventh mode of the major scale. So this note is B. Okay. B is the last note of the C major scale. If we start and end on the B... And I actually find this one's really easy to play because, you know, you just 
think of the first note of the the C major scale, you know, that's C, and then just think a half step below that, which is B. So a half step below. And this is what we call the Locrian mode, starting and ending on the seventh tone of a major scale. Okay? Uh, again, two ways to think about that. You know, what is B the seventh uh, note of, uh, seventh scale tone of? C major scale. Or if I go up a half step from B, what is the major scale? It's C, right? So those are two ways to think about that to figure out the Locrian mode and the associated major scale. Um, okay, so now let's go through the harmonization because this is actually kind of important here because this is going to be the fourth one that you need to know. Okay, so you have your B. Now let's walk up to the third. Okay, so we have a minor third. Okay, so this could this is going to be some kind of minor chord. I already know that. Now let's go ahead and walk up to the fifth. So one, two, three, four, five. Ooh. So we call a tritone interval. Okay, it's the flat five, right? So it's not a natural five. It's a flat five. Interesting. Okay, so root flat three flat five. Let's go find the seventh. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is an interval of a minor seventh. So we have root, flat three, flat five, flat seven. Okay, now this is what we call a half diminished chord, or you'll also see it often in jazz standards and lead sheets called a minor seven flat five chord, because that's all it really is. It's a minor seventh chord, but it's got a flat five in it. And so it sounds like this. Right, that's the same chord there. Okay, now minor seven flat five chord, very important chord in jazz. You need to know that one. That one comes up all the time. So now we know it though, right? And again, all we need to know in order to play and improvise over this minor seven flat five chord is we just need to know the C major scale, right? That's what I'm trying to tell you here is that we don't need to know a bunch of scales. We just need to know the C major scale. Well, not just the C major scale, but uh, any major scale, right? Because in jazz, we're switching key centers and all that stuff, but it's all based off of the major scale. So this is the Locrian mode. Um, now that's it. We've harmonized the entire major scale. And I would even argue that maybe just these four chords, uh, qualities of chords, the major, the minor, the dominant, and the loc uh, the not the Locrian, the uh, half diminished, are, are really the most common chords you'll find in jazz, hands down. However, there is a fifth one that we do need to know, and it is not related to the major scale. So here we're going to have to get away from my beautiful teaching moment here and talk about this chord. Um, but it's pretty simple. It's, it's a diminished seventh chord. And you will find these come up in jazz, like stuff like... That was a C-sharp diminished. So that's a one, one sharp diminished, two five chord progression and that will come up in jazz so we do need to know them and for this one it's the uh essentially the, the way you create this chord is it's the root the flat three the flat five and the double flat seven so it's the same as the half diminished chord we're just flatting the seventh again and so it sounds like this now the cool thing about that is you can just 
bring it up in minor thirds and it's just the same chord over and over over again just the notes are switched around so there's a lot of cool diminished harmony and we have some podcast episodes on the show that we talk a bit about diminished harmony if you want to check those out but yeah that's that's the diminished seventh chord so you do need to know that one so you know be able to play a diminished seventh chord knowing that formula in all 12 keys now you may be surprised to hear that i actually do not consider the diminished scale to be one of the essential scales you need to know before all other ones as the question was presented to me i wouldn't consider it because um, i don't think that the diminished scale or we also call it the whole half diminished scale is actually the best way to think about improvising over top of a diminished scale if i'm just starting out I'm more thinking about the chord tones, which is what I'm playing right now. Oh, whoops. Okay, so I'm thinking about the chord tones more than anything else. But if you wanted to play a diminished scale and know that one as well, then there'd be two important scales to know. And that's the whole half diminished scale is the the scale. And it's very easy. It's really just half, uh, it's called whole half diminished so it's whole step half step whole step half step alternating whole steps and half steps okay so here it goes okay just alternating whole steps and half steps so you can learn that one as well but again it's not one that i would consider to be important but the diminished seventh chord is one of the five basic chords you need to know so in summary you need to know the major the major seventh chord you need to know the minor seventh chord you need to know the dominant seventh chord the half diminished chord and you need to know the fully diminished seventh chord and that's it just five chords you need to know for jazz and then the only scale you really truly need to know is the major scale and why is that because as you've seen if we just change the the note that we start on in the scale, we're playing different variations of minor chords and dominant seventh chords. So for example, if someone were to say, uh, hey, Brent, we have a B flat seventh chord, I'm going to go, okay, well, it's a dominant seventh chord. What's the corresponding mode? It's B flat, dom- uh, B, fl- uh, B flat mixolydian, right? So B flat dominant seventh chord, I'm thinking B flat mixolydian. Uh-oh, how do I know what a B flat mixolydian is? Well, I just need to think to myself, well, what is B-flat the fifth of? What is B-flat the fifth of? Well, if I think about it, the it's the fifth of the E-flat major scale. So E-flat major. And now I'm just going to start on the fifth, the B-flat. Right? Okay, now I have some material to work with over top of that chord. And my challenge for you is to test yourself on that, right? Um, If you have a D minor seventh chord, well, let's do a different key. If you have an F minor seventh chord, right? Well, there's a few different contexts that it could be in, and this is why it's important to understand your harmonization. In fact, let's use a few different examples here. Um, Let's say we're in the key of E flat, okay? That's the way that the tune is in E flat. Okay, now we get to this this chord, the F minor seventh chord, and we just think, well, what is F in the key of E flat? It's two, so we're playing the two chord here. What did we say we could play over the two chord? We can play the Dorian mode. Okay, just playing the E flat 
major scale starting and ending on the second tone. So that's exactly what we would do. Okay. Right, now we have some material to play over top of that chord. But what if uh, we had still an F minor seventh chord, right? An F minor seventh chord, but we're playing in the key of D flat major. Okay, D flat major, okay? So same chord, it's still an F minor seventh chord, but we're actually in D flat major, okay? So in other words, we have to think to ourselves, well, what is F, the note F, what is it to a D flat major scale? Well, here's D flat, D flat, E is the two, F is the three. Okay, listen, we have an F minor seventh chord, but it's the third chord, of D flat. So that means we're going to play the Phrygian mode, the Phrygian mode, not the Dorian mode, not the Aeolian mode or the natural minor, the, 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 we're playing the Phrygian mode. A lot of people wonder that they're like, well, Phrygian, I mean, you know, who's, who's playing Phrygian ideas? It seems like such a weird and out scale. Whenever people say that I get what they're saying. It does sound like a weird and out scale. And if people think of it in a modal sense, like it's usually very ethereal and all that stuff. But if you think about the Phrygian mode in traditional harmony, the answer is very simple. Uh, technically, you can play the Phrygian mode over the three chord of any key center. Um, but again, the Phrygian is just a major scale. Just it, the, the notes are in it, like you're starting and ending on the note. It's funny because it's not that complicated, right? When you really get down to think about it. Um, so that's a great exercise for you also to do is just... You know, play any chord in any of the qualities. I mean, not diminished, but um, major, minor, dominant seventh, um, and half diminished, and just start playing random chords. Like, I mean, let's say I'm gonna play uh, a flat half diminished chord. Okay, uh, what scale can I play over that? Okay, the a half, uh, the a flat Locrian scale. Okay, what is the major scale associated with that? Well. It's the A major scale, right? So we're just playing the A major scale and that's it. <laughs> but we're starting and ending on the A flat. Now, again, in jazz, do we, do, we play, do we play music like this? No, we don't. We don't play music like that. But these are what I call pitch collections. So don't use scales as your only tool for playing jazz. Like, Think of those as note choices that you're working on, but you need to create melodies out of those. Um, again, scales in the wrong hands can lead to non-creative uh, music, not music that is really what jazz is all about, which is improvisation, creativity, playing ideas, melody, all those things is what jazz is really about. Okay, so there you have your answer. There's only one scale that you need to know. It's a major scale. And then there's five chords that you need to know. And if you get those down and you figure out chord progressions from there and how they all work and you look at jazz standards and you start asking yourself, which is that the three chord? Is that the four chord? Is that the five chord? Is that the six chord? It's all going to start making sense to you harmonically, melodically, and everything else. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Hope that you got something out of this today. Hope that this made uh, scales, made chords, and even chord progressions more clear for you and will help set you up for success when you go to learn jazz standards and start improvising over them. 
I mentioned that, you know, the basis of the question for this episode came from one of our monthly jazz masterminds uh, from our Inner Circle membership. And, you know, that's just one of the things that we do in the Inner Circle. Uh, We also do monthly jazz standard studies in our Jazz Standards Club. This month, we're studying Impressions by John Coltrane. The month before that, we were working on Olio by Sonny Rollins, right? So we were working on tunes together with etudes and practice plans and uh, core tone exercises and all sorts of great stuff. And we also have a bunch of practice program courses and Basics 101 courses. And we just launched our Instrument Accelerator courses for guitar, bass, uh, sax, and trumpet. And next month, we're beginning launching our piano course and you know, there's so much to learn in there, and the community is really fun, learning with other like-minded musicians playing all sorts of instruments. So if you want to check that out, uh, sign up at ljsinnercircle.com, ljsinnercircle.com. Join us as a, as a member. It's really the best way to fast-track your growth as a jazz musician and start playing the solos that you really have always wanted to play through great practice, through great resources and great community. All right, ljsinnercircle.com. We're going to be coming out with another great episode next week. Stay tuned. And until then, happy practicing. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.